Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. What a day to be alive in Christ. Welcome to our first day of the week broadcast, where we warm the engines up for a great takeoff. Hallelujah. Well, we're back in the book of Ephesians, out of the, the Passion Bible again. Before we do that, thank you for stopping by. <clears throat> now, we are in our sixth year of broadcast on this morning video time, and we have been extended out to a number of different outlets. Pretty exciting stuff. I tuned up, looked at my uh, podcast on Podbean the other day and noticed that we were in Japan and Greece and uh, two or three others. Just exciting to see where the word of God can go once we get up on these platforms. So thank you for your support and thank you for your prayers. It's been a wonderful journey. We're continue on pressing into the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what we're after, is having Christ revealed in us, well, to us, in us, through us, all those wonderful things. That Christ may be revealed through you and me to the to the world around us. Amen. Yesterday we launched into some thoughts out of Ephesians 1. And I wanted to pick it up again in uh, a couple of verses here, talking about holding fast in the time of storm, the storm. Well, if you <clears throat> if you were a great faith person in the bloom and the expansion and explosion of the faith message as a young younger person, you probably got close to thinking if you really had enough faith, you would have no storms. Well, that lasted about 30 seconds. Then we found out it wasn't true. We had to have faith through the storm, not faith to keep the storms away. I'm not talking about protection and sickness. I'm I'm not asking, you know, to receive all the junk that comes down. Of course not. We stand strong in the areas of our defense. We resist the devil at every front. We rebuke the storm and we stand against it like Jesus did. He rose up in the boat and said, shut up. <laughs> and it did. So there's all kinds of things that we would consider storms in our life that we need to stand up and say, hey, out of here, you don't belong in my house. That's a good thing to do. However, <clears throat> storms do come for several reasons. First of all, Jesus said we would have trouble. Now, trouble means that I have to mow the lawn. <laughs> I don't like that. That's trouble. Well, that's a silly illustration, obviously. But from that simple thing of disrupting my plans, have to mow the lawn to a serious trouble that would disrupt more than my plans, but my health, my finances, and my family. All those things come along. It's in the midst or the journey or the walking through this 
that we learn how to trust in the Lord. The scriptures tell us, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. In that verse, there's several key keys, you know, the thing that makes it work, a key. <laughs> I love keys. Turn on that engine and start it up. Now, <clears throat> trust in the Lord is a key. Lean not to your own understanding is a key. And then the promises in all your ways, he will guide you. Why? Because I'm trusting in the Lord and not leaning to my own understanding. That's something. So hold tight in the storm to the promises of God. What would be a mental, a, a spiritual attack on my mind? That's where most of the storms come. Now, I've referred to a few external storms, you know, the outward stuff, finances, sickness, so forth. But what about the internal stuff, the things that come to our thought process? I'm not good enough. I failed one more time. I had a bad thought. I'm, you know, I'm intimidated by everybody else. So I have fear in my life. All those are storms of the mind. And the thinking. Now, those storms can only be fortified against by our trusting in the Word of God and confessing what God says about us. It's not unusual for a thought process, whether it's from our background of insecurity and lack of training, teaching. What's the scripture say? My people are scattered confused, broken, and lost because of a lack of knowledge. They, they, they just fall apart. Why? Because they don't have understanding. So understanding in the scriptures means that when that thought comes to me about me being, check the box, <laughs> you know, there's a whole list of weak, lost, hated, broken. God doesn't love me. My neighbor doesn't love me. My wife doesn't love me. All those are thoughts that come from our background. Let's not all let's not blame it on the devil all the time. I know he's always speaking into us in some form. Let's not blame it on the devil. Let's let's say that we need to have a renewed mind. Now, what is a renewed mind? A renewed mind is one that is being washed by the water of the word. How do you wash your mind by the water of the word? Here's a here's some homework. And here's a test. Go to the book of Ephesians this week with me and open up your favorite translation. I'm in the Passion Bible. And just read the verses. Just read it. Don't try to deep dive and study. Just let it flow through your conscious mind and listen to the words and then listen to the Holy Spirit and I guarantee you something will wash out that has been hindering your faith. Something will be washed out of your thinking. And by the time you finish the first chapter or two, you will think different about you and your future. You will think different about God and his desire and love toward you. And there will be something in your spirit that will grab a hold 
of some strength just by a couple of chapters of washing the mind. Now, it's easy to blame it on the devil. That comedian back in the 70s, I forget his name, he was always saying the devil made me do it and everybody laughed. He'd make a big joke out of it. Well, I think he probably went to church a lot because everything was blamed on the devil instead of the fact that I have a responsibility to trust in the Lord with all of my heart. Okay, hold on to the promises in the storm. I know I've got it backwards there, perhaps as far as the English, but I wanted to tell you this, storms will come. Storms will come. Now, being perfect, you know, I'm perfect, you're not, of course. <laughs> come on, stay with me now, that was a joke. Every one of us have our challenges. None of us are perfected in ourselves. We are perfected in Christ. And I told you yesterday that it's the Holy Spirit as an, as an engagement ring has given us the promise to bring us to our freedoms, total freedoms that he has given us. So what's our confession today? Lord, you're going to do what you told us you were going to do, and I'm going to believe it. Now, if I believe it, I'm going to rest in the Lord. <laughs> Isn't that something? If I believe it, I'm going to rest in the Lord. I have a bed. I'm glad you, uh, you're glad to know that. <laughs> I have a bed. And that bed has been pretty good to me. I mean, it's been with me a while. So I come to bed at night, and before I do, I, I wring my hands, I call up the bed manufacturer, asking again, how did you make it? Are you sure it's going to hold up? Uh, if I get in bed, will it fall apart? If I get in bed, will I sleep? If I get in bed, and on and on, no, no, that's the illustration is enough, right? <laughs> I get in bed because I trust my bed. The promises of the Lord are trustworthy. And when you have them in your spirit, you'll sleep the sleep of the righteous and you'll have happy dreams. Why? Because you trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Now, here's again. If you need to wash your mind, read the water of the word. Let the water of the word rush over you. Let's read some water here. Some heavenly water out of the, out of the um, <clears throat> Passion Bible. This is the uh, third verse. And in love, he chose us before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children, I like that. Woo! Delightful children. I am a delight to the heart of God. How could that be? God's all, everything, has no needs. He has what? He has needs. He has need of you and me because we are his children and he delights in us. So I am a, I am a, a point of delight for God. Whoa, I'm wearing that badge. 
Hey, I'm going to wear that on my chest right here. I am a delight to God. How, how much better can it get? I am a delight to God. Oh, how often we go to prayer and we think we're an embarrassment. How often we come before the Father in the name of Jesus and we make an excuse for even showing up. <laughs> when I show up, God brightens up. When I show up, there's a grin on his face. When I show up, he's a happy God. Why? Because I am a delight to God. Hope, um, I hope you're catching this, that you are too. You and I are in the same family, born again by the same blood and transferred into the kingdom by the same gift that he's given us. Wow, I like that. For it was, it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for the beloved. <laughs> oh, I can't read this. I can't, no, somebody's not going to believe this, but I got to take a run at it. Hold on here. <laughs> here we go. This is the, the passion. You'll find it in several translations. So find your own. Listen to this. This is good. <clears throat> so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for the beloved Jesus he has for us. Whoa, how could that be? Well, it is. Believe it. When I show up and say, good morning, Father, he thinks it's Jesus showing up. <laughs> Why? I've got his DNA. I've got his image. I've got his spirit. I've got his aroma. I've got his heart. He lives within me. And when I show up, he's delighted in it because he loves me as much as he does Jesus. Can you grasp that? Can you take a hold of that and begin to let that grow in your spirit on this Monday morning? It's a good day to be alive in Christ. So the rest of that verse, and this unfolding plan brings us, brings him great pleasure. This is, the, this is the Passion Bible. Find another translation. You'll find some of those same thoughts with a different phrasing. But the Passion Bible really gets down to some of the original language. I like that. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. One more verse. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total you ready? I'm going to close it out on this. Grab a hold of it. This is this is hot stuff right off the grill. Listen to it. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of all sin, all of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. Okay, I've gone far enough on Monday. That's enough to chew on and to bless our hearts to get us going on the week. All my sins have been canceled. Thank you very much. <laughs> bless you today. Thank you for stopping by. And one more time, 
Thank you for your subscriptions, your sharing, your comments. Tell somebody about it. We're on every morning and Sunday at six o'clock. Love you for it all. Thank you for your prayers and your financial support. You can do that with the notes below. Until tomorrow morning, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his ever abundant grace continue to cascade upon you and remind you of who you are because of Jesus.